It's the never-ending podcast. Ah, the never-ending podcast. Ah, Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the never-ending podcast. I am Sean, one of your two hosts, and with me, as always, is Liz. Hey guys, we decided to close the host window. (laughs) Shut it up this week. Shut it up. Shut it up. And yeah, and we're, you know, just just happy to be here talking about a never-ending podcast with two people because uh, it started to get a little crowded. What happened, uh, I think this was a couple of episodes. I talked about, um, I had I had put a sign up outside of my window that said, hosts, please enter here. Uh, I'd forgotten about that sign. And uh, my house, just filled with hosts, had to put a, had to release a bomb. One of those, um, like a bug bomb. Like a uh, bug bomb? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they make here for hosts. <laughs> oh, guys, you know, improv is fun. <laughs> it's just it's just great we've yes anded this as much as as atreyu yes anded yeah. his journey the, yeah the, the, this is a dumb joke that was made two weeks ago that uh, we're continuing to yes and a fortnight for your, later for your enjoyment a fortnight an entire fortnight thank yeah. you sean for using, using that beloved term yeah it's I think, uh, so anyone who, I don't know why you're listening, starting on episode four. Uh, If you are, you're a nutcase, but also (laughs) welcome. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, we, uh, both of us, we are from um, Canada slash America. We are from from the North American continent. That's right. We'll leave it to you to decide which. (laughs) But we we both live... uh, on on the Queen's Island, yes. uh, as it has never been called, I think. Uh, but no, wait, we're, I, we both live in London. Like, wait, they're like, wait, you live in Queensland, and it's an I. What? No. Oh yeah, Queensland is a place, isn't it? Australia. It is. Yeah. I think there's actually but, a bunch of them. Well, that's just a fact for for yeah. for everyone. Just one, you're welcome. One you're of welcome. my first childhood homes was in Queensland, Calgary. Was it? Oh it my was. goodness. Wow. I don't remember much about it. Well, now people know who's Canadian as well, Sean. So you ruined that. Oh, yeah. Unless they don't know where Calgary is. so Which they don't. But everyone, I'm here to say it's in Canada. Okay? Okay. It is. It is. It is in in Canada. Yep. And I was in. (laughs) The only only memory I have growing up in Queensland, Calgary is, um, and I don't know if this is a memory or if it's just because my mom's told me this story back so many times, but I was like four and she'd gone, she'd, we'd driven somewhere and parked and she'd left me in the car because it was the 1970s and we didn't have uh, those sorts of rules, I guess, at the time. <laughs> I'd gone in to grab something from a friend for like two minutes. Uh, and she said, like in that two minutes, I had managed to take off all my clothes, turn my <laughs> clothes inside out, put all of my clothes back on inside out, roll down the window um, at the back. It was a child safe window, so it only came halfway. And then uh-huh. stood up on the back seat and was peeing out of the window. Um, Do you know what? That's actually, that's actually how we got rid of all the extra hosts too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, you said you closed the window, but actually guys, that's, 
that's the real story of what Sean did. He I just he, I turned my clothes inside out. Um, uh, I came, you, thought, you thought we were going to say Pete on them, but no, yeah, no, no listeners, no, uh, no, no. Just turn because hosts hosts all wear nice new suits. So if they see someone dressed ridiculously, they're heading for the hills. They're they're out of here. But Sean, I have to say that's a pretty amazing feat to do in like the two minutes that your mom was gone. There's no way as an adult. There's no way. I, I was so dexterous as a four year old compared to now. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. Well, that's why, that's why you're. That's why we're doing a podcast now. Is because it just involves sitting and talking. Yeah. Not a yeah. Whole I can. Dexterity. I I bet it would take me a good six minutes to take all of my clothes off, turn them inside out, and put them back on, and I would fall over. And I would, it would cause me, and just to do up a zipper inside out, I don't even know. Oh, oh my gosh. You like buttoned your pants, your trousers up as well. well. I say trousers because we are on the Queens Island and is, I need everyone to know that he doesn't have button up underwear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do actually. I have buttoned up um, I, I, all I, of my clothes, uh, socks, button, button fly. socks <laughs> shoes, shirts. Hats, everything <laughs> I own, button up, and snap, those snap oh. buttons too. Have you guys, you guys heard about the new button fly hat? Like, I just what? I love it. I love it so much. Those snap. Oh man, I used to play hockey, um, and you'd have six a.m. games, and the hockey jackets would always have those snap up. Uh, oh yeah. Did you ever have that? And I don't, I don't know if you ever have this happen. When I wake up at six a.m. My hands have no strength. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Absolutely. so I would just like, uh, like you just—I just couldn't do it for the this life of me. Real, it's so good that your dad is not Bastion's because you would have taken a mean stare off. For that. Oh, he would have been like, "Well, I guess you're just going to hockey cold today until yeah, you, you get some strength in your fingers." Are you even gonna do hockey? You're just gonna draw horses, you little puss. <laughs> Sorry, he never. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. I'm just putting words in his mouth. I wish he. But. When we remake this, uh, we'll just have <laughs> his inner monologue actually happen. But it'll be my in my voice. In your vo- yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, you you were gonna play the father. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I'm just like making real bro. I'm like, what are you doing, Bastion? Hey, stop it. You little piss. I, I want to play the the deep Roy role. I want to be um. I want to be the top hat snail rider, Tiny the snail rider. Oh, yeah, that's great. He's so great. I love Tiny. He's, um, his outfit is is fantastic. And uh, when he feeds the snail, I was always like, I want some. Looks like good food. It's just a little weird space bar or something. I don't know. Like I don't remember. Yeah, we I, talked I about that. Yeah. A little, a couple weeks ago. Oh, a fortnight. So. Uh oh. Um, yeah. Now I've used well, yeah. it too much. It's okay. It's okay. What are we talking about this week? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this week we are moving on to. Uh, this is actually going to be. Uh, well, the, the, this is the part everyone's been both uh, looking forward to, kind of, and dreading. And we'll get to that. Let's get talking about Neverending Story. Let's do it. Right, so Gamork set off. The, oh no, they're taking a break. Yeah, sorry, I yeah. know where we are. You can, yeah. And then, and then we jump to the uh, to the the swamp of sadness. Yes, 
Atreyu enters the swamp of sadness. And I, my heart just kind of, we know why your heart kind of stops when he does it, but we're not there yet. So yeah. he's trawling through, yeah, walking through on top of Artex. Yep, and we, we know that Morla, the ancient one, is there. And mm-hmm. him and Artax going into the Swamp of Sadness. Uh, and then it's pretty quick, actually, that it we is. get to the to the Artax. And this is the scene, you talk anyone, anytime I mention Neverending Story, this is the scene everyone mentions right away. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so sad, Artax dies. Uh, yeah, this is I, what I, everyone thinks I've, about. It's true, and I rewatched it, um, and I... I cried again. I cried because it's so sad. It's the saddest thing in the whole world. My my cousin went to a place uh, on a holiday, uh, I think in, I, I can't remember where it was, but she showed a picture of it and it was all, it looked like the Swamp of Sadness. And I put a comment on her Facebook being like, oh, that looks like the Swamp of Sadness. She was like, oh my God, Liz, I think you just ruined my my vacation for me <laughs> she was thinking about artax it's like yeah. it sticks in your brain because it's so tragic well and the horse even like the actual horse getting lowered because it took them a long time to because he's just standing on a platform that right. they slowly lower into the mud and they obviously they're not like monsters so they only lower him up to like his shoulders or like the bottom right. of his neck uh, yeah. and then it cuts to black in the movie He's like, yeah, you know, but I pictured in my head, I, I could picture him going under. Like I thought that's he would... what I have. Even I've just, you know, we both just watched it recently. Yeah, and I feel like I remember the horse's whole face be going down, but that's not the case. Yeah, I could vividly remember the horse going down and bubbles coming up. Yeah, but that doesn't. And then exist. the white. I I swear to God, I always and I don't know if I imagined this because, uh, but there's like white hair on top of the mud after he goes oh that's even sadder right that's what i remember that's what sticks in my brain whether that's real or imagined i think i did try to see it and i wasn't sure it was actually there but yeah just yeah it took a while to train this horse just to because he just goes down to like where it's yeah where it's like too much and then they just cut to black um and i assume just raise the horse back up yeah and then he's uh okay again or maybe a little freaked out i don't know oh poor yeah but i mean the terror in that horse's face and then when atreus starts screaming when he realizes what happens this is why i say it's such a good performance because like it's just so sad and and then after it's all done and we're left and atreus so sad like what is his what keeps him going like yeah, and he's happy for like a moment too because he's like, oh, I see. Don't worry about it. And then he like realizes and he's like, oh no, this horse for real. Yeah. Is. I read about the filming of it too because the platform, how it goes down, apparently um, Trey's foot got caught at some oh. point and he got pulled under the water and they had to like get in and rescue him and he was like almost unconscious or something. Apparently, oh my God. It was, like, super intense yeah yeah this actor uh i guess there's quite a few times in the movie that he got kind of almost hurt um but he's like a pretty hardcore kid yeah like like, let's keep going i'm alive that's nuts dude no wonder he went on to do muay thai (laughs) yeah yeah he seems like he's like a legitimately tough kid 
But yeah, apparently he got caught and got pulled under. It's uh, really scary. Yeah. Yeah, and they had to grab him and and save. And apparently, um, the actor was given the horse after the they got along well, oh. and he was gifted the horse after the thing. Um, I but love he that. couldn't fly it back because it's like bringing it back from Germany. It's yeah. There's going to be all kinds of stuff like regulations and things about bringing an animal back, and it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was reading it. Uh, Viggo Mortensen did the same thing with Lord of the Rings, but he oh, right. did bring his horse. I think he maybe even used the same horse in Hidalgo. But right. he's like best friends with that horse. Like, Yeah, I mean, horses are such incredible animals, which is also why it's so... There's something about watching a horse die. I'm like, surely watching any animal die is tragic, but for some reason, you know, I guess because they're so majestic... Well, uh, <laughs> A second before too, because it's like it's like minutes between the scene of like the horse waking him up and then being like, "Oh, we're yeah. good friends," and then yeah. the horse dying. Yeah, yeah. That's you know that was the thing that I that I that I clocked. I was like, I forgot how soon into the movie it is that our text dies. It's yeah. so quick. Yeah, it's, I always uh, thought it was like near. Yeah, it's almost exactly the thirty-minute mark. It's just a little after the 30 minute mark. And at that point, I like that in a movie though. Cause then you're like, like this could happen to anyone. Like they just killed one of our two heroes. And so like, who knows? These guys are crazy. Yeah. They'll kill horses. These guys. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Really sad. It is. It's, it's pretty crushing. Uh, And then they, they cut away to Bastion who's, um, Still, I know, I know it's sad, but he's like, his face is just covered in, it's like a manga <laughs> character. It's like faucets of They're water. Like on his, his, on his for, like water's on his forehead as yes. well. You're like, what is happening? He's somehow, do you cry up? Like, do you, what? He's just yeah. cried. Tears have radiated out of his eyes and covered <laughs> every part of his body. I love how we go from being like, oh, it's so tragic to like, bash it, you little bitch. Don't cry. Like, <laughs> gotta cry. Because the Treyu cries, but he cries like a normal human with like yeah. just a couple of tears, like of how people <laughs> cry. But Bastion cries with every part of his, every fiber of his being. Oh, honey. Oh, Bastion. <laughs> you even cry in an annoying way. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like beating him up and then he'd start crying and you would just want to beat him up more. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> oh, that's really, really, really funny. <laughs> so, it, oh, and I was talking to you about this before. In the book, it's almost even sadder because mm-hmm. uh, actually, I don't know which way it's sadder. In the book, um, Artex talks. Right, you said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so when he's drowning, he's like, well, don't uh, I? I can't picture a horse without a Mister Ed voice. But he's just like, "Don't Please worry do about me, Atreyu. <laughs> I, this is where my journey ends. Go on without me." <laughs> and so it makes it. It's like it gives him. He's like understands what's happening, and he's like slowly. It's even worse. I'm drowning. <laughs> tragic it's like his sad mr ed voice 
Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I think it actually, thinking about it now, I think it might even be worse because it's like the horse doesn't know what's happening in the movie. Yeah. yeah. At least he understands and has come to terms with his uh, crazy horse death. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's one of the hardest things. Like, my dad is a veterinarian, and he he would always say, you know, animals will tell you what's wrong, even though they can't uh, verbalize it. But right, you know, except you know, for horses who all for horses speak in that voice, yeah. have a Mister Ed voice and can verbalize it. Right. <laughs> that's exactly what my dad said. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so then. Bastion goes back to reading, obviously, after all this tragedy. Yeah, yeah. So he he keeps reading, and then uh, and then we go to Morla, the the ancient uh, one. And I love this. Uh, Morla was always my. I go back and forth with Morla. She's so irritating, but I think that's why I like her. Well, she's yeah, because she, well, she lives her whole life in the swamp of sadness. So exactly. She's got to be so depressed. Yeah. Um, and I just, this whole scene, the whole interaction between them is just, it's, it's magic. I love it. Oh, and to I, go, and I, I, I know oh, yeah. that we have been constantly picking on Bastion, but yeah. um, my, when, when Morla, so like Trey walks up the, the little hill <gasps> thing, that yes. looks like like the front of that Dinosaur Junior album and then falls off the other yes. side of the hill. And then more or less Turtle Head comes out and Bastion screams. He's reading a book and he reads the words, a turtle head comes out of this hill and then screams like someone has got murdered. Like yes. he screams in such complete terror. Yes. It, it does, I've never screamed out loud while reading a book no i don't think so even the scary one of the scariest books i ever read which i had to read with the light on i think but as an adult uh the passage by justin cronin i still don't okay. think i i don't think i i screamed out loud but what the interestingly and i sort of forgot this part it's like that's one of the warnings that the the bookkeeper or the, uh, the, the, the bookshop owner gave him, he's like, you know, have you ever had a book come alive? Right. And I understand that that's what's happening, but really in actual fact, what you're saying is right. Like if, if this had been a normal book, this kid would just be screaming out loud. But even if it comes alive, it's a turtle head. Yeah. Which is not a scary thing. Turtles. Yeah. I feel like uh, if, if we put animals into like, into like little carrot, into like little categories turtles are definitely oh. on like the good peaceful side oh yeah for sure yeah like uh, people like turtles you don't see a tur turtle and you're terrified like oh my god I, that's gonna bite me no exactly well a snapping turtle but i mean you're, it's not like you would have to be really close for to the turtle holding it in order for anything really bad to happen yeah yeah but it just doesn't think, make sense when Atreus on top of the mountain before Morla comes alive, I just, I always loved that. It's so simple and clever, but you know, the mountain is the turtle shell. Mm. It's just such a lovely thing. And then, you know, he's trying to hold on to the trees and he falls down. There's something about Atreo getting muddy. I'm realizing this is going to sound super sexual. It was like, I always liked it. <laughs> it I already did. It, it did right away. I was, 
I know. I always liked it when he got thrown into the mud repeated times. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. It's uh, a good fall too. He like falls off and then he like bounces and then he flops into the mud. Yeah. yeah. Really intense. Um, and apparently very satisfying for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so creepy. I'm like creeping on this kid. It's so gross. <laughs> Yeah, he he falls he falls into the mud and then uh, and then talks to to Morla and this again it's different because in the book uh, Morla's not allergic but I like that she's she seems to be allergic specifically to Atreyu. I I'm allergic to is it to humans? No, it's just to you. Oh. Yeah, I think I think it's just I'm allergic to you. Like it's it's like something you'd say to like a boy when you're like in grade five. I mean, I definitely said that. I yeah. definitely said I'm allergic to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, I I love that scene though because her sneezes are so satisfying. Yeah, yeah and he's got a whole, it's, it's a really good call actually. I prefer this scene to the to the book scene. Okay. Because of the, yeah, I like, I like that she's allergic to him and that he's got to hold onto the tree and try and like yell the what he needs yeah and she's just so super grumpy and doesn't want to help him but it's also because she's like i don't see a point let the nothing take me i don't care and that's really sad i mean obviously we're in the swamp of sadness but it's like something about the dialogue in this just really captures how much she does not give a shit well and she she doesn't say because she uses the royal we yeah she does as well which i I, I and I'm not sure if it's meant to be the royal we or if um because Morla's been alone for so long in the swamp of sadness, uh that she just talks to herself all the time. That's what I always people. That's what I always clocked it up as is that because she has to talk to herself so much, she's become a we. We don't care. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's actually a really interesting character. Like it's a it's so fairly, interesting. Yeah. I, it's a deep they, character. I mean, because how old is she? Oh, I don't know. Is it 3, really old. We're yeah. over 3,000. Oh, no, no. I'm doing the thing when he's like, how far away is where uh, the, uh, the Southern Oracle? 10,000 miles. 10,000 miles away. Which 10, is pretty... 10,000 miles. How is he going to get there? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Uh like almost the circumference of the earth. I might be really stupid here. So you'd end up back in the same place. (laughs) Yeah. So Fantasia, I'm sure is a lot larger. I think it's like immeasurably large. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's even freakier that the nothing would be able to come and destroy all of it. I don't know what the, now I'm, I'm, I worry how stupid I just was saying that the earth's circumference is 10,000 miles. And hey, buddy, I was right on board with you. I'm like, yeah, go for it. That's great. That sounds right. That sounds correct. Let's go for it. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to look it up, but I also don't know how to spell the word circumference. C-I-R. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm only halfway there. Oh, I'm not (laughs) even. Okay, no, in miles, 24,900. Okay, so yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm way off. Great. Well, it's good that the earth is flat. So, uh, yeah, you know, so there isn't a circumference. Yeah, exactly. It's good. Doesn't matter. That fact doesn't matter anyway. (laughs) What even made up 
by <laughs> by the the media. Yeah, made up by the media. By big uh, big sphere. Big big pharma. Wait, no, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, the big pharma has a real vested interest. In real interest flat. in uh, <laughs> round earth. <laughs> round earth, yeah. So, <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, Morla is a very very cool very well-rounded character and i think like the puppetry in that like there's this shot where her head is fully i was gonna say fully erect (laughs) 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 extended that's even worse (laughs) the turtles come all the way out of the shell which is how i say (laughs) (laughs) that's classic pickup line hey baby the turtles all the way out of the shell Ah, hey, baby, my turtle's fully erect. Wait, what? That makes no sense. So yeah, I like okay. I like to paint my belly like a shell, <laughs> and then just have Wait, a turtle head. Back. Do you call your penis Morla? Yeah, yeah. And my then God! I put little Are googly you... eyes on the top and just make them. <laughs> Are you just sitting in the bath? <laughs> <laughs> Just my belly sticking out of the water. <laughs> We've been waiting for so long. <laughs> oh, Sean, we have created imagery that we can never unsee. Oh, dear. <laughs> For photos, if if uh, you guys just want to look in the show notes, I'll uh, I'll attach those to. That. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, uh, Never-ending podcast listeners, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> just think that is so silly. Uh, so when the turtle's head is out of the, sh- I'm not ready. This is all. This is all I can picture now. Yeah, <laughs> we've ruined it. There's a shot that is. Not supposed to be sexual at all. No. Where Atreyu is in the tree and Morla has her head sticking out. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> has her head sticking out and it's just a beautiful shot. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. And it's ruined. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to look at that scene in the same way again. No. no that's, all, that's all anyone. Sorry, listeners. Anyone who's listening, watching that scene again is what they will picture. (laughs) Oh, dear God, that's funny. And then it ends with with, uh, Morla finally giving him the information, just like, get out of here. And I'll tell you where it is, Southern Oracle, but it's 10,000 miles away. Yep, and you should give up your mission, basically. She's like, what's the point? Don't worry about it. And yep. uh, Atreo doesn't give up, though. No, and uh, yeah, and then we cut, and then it, it takes us to the 40-minute mark, um, which I love that this movie is in these, like, perfect little kind of 10-minute chunks all the way through. Yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty amazing. I mean, things move so fast. I'm it is really yeah. well-paced, it, especially yeah. for, like, a kid's movie. It's just, like, yeah. go, go, go. Every Every minute has like something new happening. Basically. Whereas in the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> that is less true. Which we will address later. Uh, my God, listeners, 
they are uh, not as good, <laughs> but also really, really worth watching. Preferably I, with people while you're playing a drinking game. I'm excited to because I'm I've been thinking about it more, and I don't know if I've seen. I think I may have only seen the third one. I don't know right. if I've seen the second one. And you were talking about a diving scene that I'm excited to see. Oh, it's oh, it's. I mean, it's so strange. Like Bastion, in every aspect of his life, he's bullied by the adults around him, and this is just another example. It's uh, yeah, I can't wait for you to see it and for us to talk about it. <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm excited I, I picture him as uh rodney dangerfield in back to school which is a reference everyone knows that famous <laughs> rodney dangerfield scene but also jonathan brandis and uh, who's in the second right. movie was in uh ladybugs, ladybugs. Which, yeah uh, which rodney i Dan- really used to love that movie and i really am movie. afraid i'm afraid to watch it again mm. Because I also remember that being a great movie with the, all I know is I got a lot of balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, I mean, would we enjoy it? We might, but for very different reasons. Now. I love Rodney Dangerfield. I can't imagine me not liking it. Yeah. My, great. my parents used to hate him, like absolutely hate him. Oh, and really? I think it's, well, I think like they're just, uh, they were never really a huge they were never really like huge stand-up comedy fans or mm. comedy. Like, yeah, everything was quite serious. So I think Rodney was the embodiment of that. Like, I'm going to say this knowing that Rodney's history is not this, but he became that sort of kooky, dirty old man kind of trope comedian. But he started out in the, in at my understanding is in the fifties, you know, he was wearing a suit and very kind of well-to-do in that. Yeah. Well, he always did that. Way. I think he was always, uh, he's always really smart, like a master yeah. of the one-liner. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And he always had the suit on. He always had a suit that was like, I think it was meant to be like, it, it was like a little bit older, like a little bit ill-fitting to fit yeah. his whole, I get no respect thing. Yeah. And then he, but then it's like weird with ladybugs we jumped to the hawaiian shirt rodney that everybody sort of Mm. knows and i think that's the one that my folks focused on and didn't like which is really Uh, funny i love him in anything great well good well i wish he were in the second movie (laughs) because it would have added an element of even more what the hell is going on Yeah, I'm excited to, and I'm excited. Uh, so next episode, we will be talking about minutes 40 uh, and on for the, the next chunk of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so Falcor is going to show <gasps> up. Falcor shows up, guys. So yeah. much to say about that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. come back next time. And thanks so much for listening to another episode of Never Ending Podcast. See you later.